0: everyone, how are you doing? Welcome back to 20-something Scaries, it's our second episode. I just wanted to quickly, before we get started, apologise for the background noise, the road noise. In my last episode, I was really worried about it when I was editing, because I noticed it when I was recording, because the headphones and my mic really pick it up. But when I was editing it in my software, I couldn't hear it at all, and then I uploaded it, and I was like, oh, it's literally clear as day. So annoying, so I'm in a slightly different location today, I'm also recording this really late at night because there'll be less traffic so I'm hoping that this one is a little bit better and I'll see, you know, if it does pop up, I'll see what I can do once I'm editing. Uh, So yeah, really sorry about that but I hope you enjoyed the first episode, I've had some amazing messages, thank you guys so much for being so receptive and giving me so many answers. You might hear that I sound a little bit hoarse today, (laughs) I am actually filming this a lot later than I wanted to in the week because I've been so sick this week and I've been trying to put it off for as long as possible so that I didn't sound too coldy and gross because I didn't think any of you would want to listen to that so please forgive me um this is this is what we're dealing with right now i got to get it recorded I want to get this up on time for you guys so yep yeah, you're dealing with post cold Anna does anyone else have this cold right now? It's not COVID. It felt just like when I had COVID. So I was testing because I had some lat flows left and it, it, I'm not positive. But it really, really, really felt exactly the same. And a, a lot of people I know at the minute are seeming to be dealing with this weird not COVID bug. It's like chest infectioning. Really bad timing as well as I actually had some singing stuff to do this week that I was quite excited about. And I've had to not do that. So love that for me, but... Hopefully, this means I'll be better before actual Christmas Day. It's almost Christmas, guys! I hope you're all excited if you celebrate. I'm I'm feeling festive. I've just wrapped all of my Christmas presents today. Pretty much all of them. There's one or two more that I want to buy. And I've put them all underneath my tree, which I don't know if that's bad, because obviously Santa hasn't come yet it's not Christmas Eve yet but I don't know they just I'm, I'm running out of places to hide them in the flat because they're for people that you know might come over to the flat so I just thought if they're all wrapped and I put them under the tree and I sort of disguise the labels it will look like cute decoration they won't necessarily notice that it's theirs and I'm not exactly planning on having loads of people over now until I would give them their gifts so hopefully it'll be okay so yes I hope you've all had a fantastic week I'm so excited to get into the episode So something I wanted to start off this week's episode with that I didn't do in last week's episode is a little section that I'm hoping to include in most of the podcasts moving forward. I asked on Instagram, what's your scary that's happened this week? So maybe you're a 20-something, maybe you're a 30-something, maybe you're a teen and you're dealing with something that's kind of hit you at this stage of life, but most of the people that have listened so far have been in their 20s. So I had a couple of messages from you guys. My 20 something scary this week was going to the opticians for the first time in a few years. And I've been prescribed glasses once before, but it was for such a minuscule prescription. And then the next time that I went in, they told me, Your eyesight is perfect. Like, this is the best result I've ever seen in a test. I think the machine must have glitched, to be honest. Um, they went, Stop wearing your glasses because it's going to make you dependent when you don't need them. So I was like, Oh, cool, great. Lost my glasses, don't know where they are, and just didn't wear them anyway. So it wasn't an issue. And then I had a really bad migraine. And when I get migraines, I don't get them with aura, but they are just so intense. I had one probably about three weeks to a month ago, my last one, and it was so bad that I was sick. And since then I've had a twitch in my eye that just has not gone away, so I was like, right probably going to book to see the opticians because I feel like my eye is straining and turns out that that eye that is twitching is the one that I have good vision in and my other eye I've got a very slight prescription in so they recommend that I get glasses for stuff like driving and watching TV, like long distance stuff because I'm short-sighted in one of my eyes. It's a minuscule prescription still, it's it's like nothing at all but um, because I've been dealing with the headaches and the twitchy eye I thought it was a good idea to move ahead with the glasses and she showed me, it's amazing. technology they have she showed me when she was doing the test what my eyes would be like with the glasses oh my goodness game changer game changer it felt like HD vision you know when you watch some videos online and it looks almost like better than your eyesight because someone's recorded it with such a high quality camera that's what it felt like looking with my eyes so um yeah I'm really excited I get to pick those up um actually the day before the podcast the day before this comes out I'll have just picked up my glasses Um, So hopefully they're really helpful. But the scary thing about that was the price of them. Oh my goodness. The price of them. I went to Specsavers for this eye test. And they do have like a buy one, get one free deal. Uh, So things like that, you know, make options more affordable. And because it's only one, it's a single prescription, it's called. It was okay. But they're so good at upselling. And I don't know, it just adds up. And I think of all these people who have to have glasses on all the time or contacts and you know you must probably have to have more than one pair because you're trying to make sure that you've got them you know maybe a pair at work and a pair at home or what if they break you need you need a backup if you wear them all the time just to be able to see so yeah adult life is paying for prescriptions and things paying for your eyes medical bills and medical things we're so lucky to have the NHS in the UK but oh my goodness like it still can just add up, can't it? And I had a couple of you write in. Um, one was really relevant. I'm not going to say all of them that I had because I want to save them for some future episodes. One of them was really, really relevant. Um, someone I know wrote in, having to look after yourself when you're sick. And obviously this week, that has been me, especially because I live by myself. I've been very lucky that my boyfriend's come over and looked after me, but um, he wasn't feeling fantastic either. So... <laughs> that is horrible. When you're a kid and you're sick and you get a day off school, one it kind of feels like a little bonus because you get a day off school, or at least it did to me, and also you just get doted on all day. Like, if you've got a parent at home with you, like, you know, it's sweet. You can sit and watch TV and you're not responsible for feeding yourself or, like, giving yourself medicine. That's someone else's job. Whereas, like, I have to decide, like, oh, should I take some painkillers now or should I wait? When did I last have them? Am I allowed another round of cold and flu medicine? Where's the echinacea? I went and bought echinacea. If you don't know what echinacea is, and you get colds, or you're a performer, or just someone who needs to not be ill, which I guess is most people who wants to be ill, go and get some echinacea. You can get it from Holland and Barrett. I've had the drops before, but I prefer the tablets. Um, I've been taking them, two of them, like three times a day. It adds up. It's not cheap. It's not cheap, Um, but I just I felt so self pitying with illness that I just knew I had to do it. annoying car in the background so yeah I went and got some echinacea from Holland and Barrett and I do believe it's it's like meant to be a natural herbal way of um, making your symptoms last for like up to like two three days less I think it just helps you heal quicker supposedly and I don't know I think it works for me so go and get some of that if you are coming down with something you feel like you're coming down with something and another one that I had that really made me laugh was Someone saying when they moved to uni and discovered the price of cheese. <laughs> I remember that. That happened to me. Why is cheese so expensive? The first time you move out of your parents' house and you do your first food shop and you realize how much stuff costs. Yeah, no. I mean, cheese is worth it though. Cheese is absolutely worth it. I am all for the cheese life, especially around Christmas. Oh, a cheese ball. So I wanted this episode to be about social media, now we are not the first, well maybe we are, I feel like if you're in your 20s you're probably the first sort of generation that had social media in our teens, I remember Instagram coming out and I remember, um, oh my gosh, these cars man, it's middle of the night, go away, I'm trying to record a podcast, I don't care if you have places to be, okay I think they're gone. So, um, I wanted this episode to be about social media because I feel like we are one of the first generations that kind of had it growing up. Now, I know we were teenagers, not kids, or at least I wasn't allowed Facebook, I think, until whatever the legal age was at the time I was a teenager. I remember wanting it, and I remember being told, no, not until you're old enough, and thanks mum and dad, I actually respect that a lot, thank you very much for that, because if I'd had it any younger, oh my goodness... I'm sure I would have posted the most embarrassing things <laughs> I did anyway, even, even at the legal age, I'm sure. Um, and I remember Instagram coming out, and when Instagram came out, oh my gosh, how old was I? I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I seem to have the worst recollection of when things happened when I was younger. Like People would be like, oh, like you went on holiday to this place, how old were you when that happened? And I'll be like, uh, I have no clue, I have literally no clue. My memory in terms of age is terrible. I guess every time. But I'm going to say I was probably around like 14. I remember it coming out. And I remember, you know, when we had Instagram. Tell me if you relate to this. Everyone was using the actual built into the app Instagram filters. The one that made your photo like rainbowy, grainy. It was, you know, you'd take pictures of your food and post them. You'd take pictures with like a duck pose and a peace sign. And glasses. And... I think I am so, so, so lucky that I was not younger when social media was really prevalent. I do not envy the kids that are kids now, at all. I think it must be so, I mean, I doubt they know any different, and it must be amazing in a lot of ways, but I think, one, cyberbullying, how much, it must be so easy to do that now, it must be so so horrible for the people that are victims of cyberbullying this day and age, because there's so many platforms. Everyone has social media. I'm sure all the kids in the world, every single kid, has TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and there are these influencers. I didn't have any influencers to look up to when I was growing up, really. I had Zoella. Oh my God, yeah, YouTubers. I had like Zoella and um, Joe Sug. And oh my god, who else was there? Like Dan and Phil, like you know, YouTubers. That was kind of the closest I had to influencers. And it was very different back then. I remember being influenced, you know, by like a Topshop lipstick that Zoella used to wear, that like dark burgundy one. And you know, I'd go to the school discos with my friends, dressed up in all black with like a neon pink tutu and neon yellow leg warmers and sunglasses, and we'd walk to the beat of the music in formation and think we were so cool you know, in year seven, living our best life. Also, I must have been younger than 13. I have this distinct memory of a new look, batwing blue, like bright electric blue top, like a batwing top, you know, the ones that are like baggy under the arms, and a Barry M. Dazzle Dust on my eyes, and that's like the only makeup I'd wear, just a Barry M. Dazzle Dust, and like a lip balm, a tinted lip balm, whereas kids these days, I look at kids that I see on the streets and They're wearing like matching essentials tracksuits and they've got like a full face of makeup and they're so glam and they look so grown up. And it's because they have people like the Kardashians and Kylie Jenner and they have TikTok tutorials on how to do your makeup and all these products. I feel like all the kids are skipping the awkward stage or is that just me thinking that? Where's the awkward stage? Where's the chip nail varnish, the crackle effect nail varnish? Do you remember that? The one you'd paint over a layer of... Um, nail polish and it would like crackle and leave this effect, oh my gosh, where are the days of the batwing tops and the Barry M dazzle dust on the eyes? Kids grow up so fast now but I think that must come with so much pressure to look like all these adults that they see online. You know what I haven't done in a really long time, or ever, is gone through like my followers, and not as in like the people who follow me, that was badly phrased, the people that I follow on social media, I follow and I click and I follow and I follow and I follow and I'm pretty sure on TikTok, Instagram and Twitter, I follow thousands of accounts and some of them might have been people that, not even people that I know, just accounts that I've seen once and maybe accidentally clicked follow on and I mean, I don't actively see anyone on my social media that I don't enjoy consuming, you know, like don't like, like I don't follow anyone or at least their, their content doesn't come up on my feed, so it's not like I feel like I need to go on and follow a load of people. But I do think it can be quite scary to unfollow someone, and you can feel this pressure to stay in contact or stay seeing things that don't serve you say you were in a really unhealthy place with your body and you followed some content that you thought would be like really motivational to lose weight and now you are working on healing your relationship with your body and diet culture is not a big part of your life anymore but you still follow that account and maybe you've actually spoken to that person now or you know that person or someone from your childhood has become a um influencer and the content that they post doesn't make you feel good about yourself cuz you compare but you know the person and you're scared to unfollow them don't be scared i don't think it has to be something personal or maybe you could find a way to sort of remove their content from your feed depending on the platform there might be like a mute button or things like that don't be afraid to do those things if it makes you feel good because you have to preserve your own world and i'm sure you know if it's someone that is meant to be in your life they will understand and you can have a conversation with them if they were to bring it up But I think that's a really interesting thing as well, is the feeling that you can feel out of control of your own social media bubble. You can feel like you can't even control the content that you're consuming. Again, it's not something that I feel like really personally applies to me, but I definitely think there will be someone listening to this podcast who can relate to that feeling of feeling like you don't want to ruffle feathers, but you also need to protect your peace. Protect your peace. It's worth it, I promise. stop rambling at you and let's get on to the main topic for this week. So over on the 20 Something Scary's Instagram, I asked all of the followers, how do you find social media influences you? And this poll wasn't a yes or no question, obviously. I actually put a couple of options. So I put three. I put one, it's super toxic slash damaging for me. Two, I find it really motivational. And three, it's just a bit of fun, not really bothered by it. And I was actually... A little bit surprised by the results so 30% of you said it's super toxic slash damaging for me 10% of you said I find it really motivational and 60% of you said it's just a bit of fun not really bothered by it I'm quite impressed by those results I'm glad that 60% of you just find it to be fun I'm sure that's what partially what it was invented for and it's great that you don't find that it has too much of a negative effect on you and you're not taking it too seriously I'm not surprised that 30% of you find it really damaging and toxic. I thought maybe a few of you might find it a little bit more motivational and we'll get onto that more later because some of the other responses on Instagram really lend themselves to that and I think personally I fall in the camp of all three of these places and I'll tell you why. So I don't know how many of you guys will have TikTok that are listening but this is kind of the reason I wanted to make this episode and this episode has actually turned into something slightly different than what I planned it to be so I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of break it up into two different episodes my original plan and more where this this week's episode has gone and the other one will be coming out hopefully I'm planning just before like New Year's Eve because I think that's a really good time to talk about what I'd originally planned to talk about but I do really like the tangent that um the polls have sent us off on this week so TikTok for me is the most scary algorithm I've ever seen in the best way. TikTok is one of the best marketing tools I think has to ever exist. Whoever invented that algorithm, you are a genius and a scary genius because, one, we can absorb so much content so quickly because the videos are so short. I've noticed that my attention span since getting TikTok has become so short. I will even... I won't even watch a 15-second video in full. I'll scroll to the next one. Because I'm like, okay, unless it's really engaging, I'm not going to watch all of it. And I noticed that, I am hope I'm not the only one of this. This is me really ratting myself out on the podcast. I will be watching TV, like Grey's Anatomy will be on, and I'll be scrolling on TikTok at the same time. It's like I need that constant overstimulation. I need both. I'm so easily influenced by things I see advertised on TikTok. And it's not even necessarily a direct ad. The The people featuring whatever product they're using maybe it's a skincare thing I love skincare they may not be being paid to post it but they're just posting their recommendation Uh, when I go on holiday when I went to Barcelona I was looking up restaurants to go to on TikTok and I found amazing recommendations because it's such a quick easy way for people to get stuff out there it takes 30 seconds to film a TikTok and it's very easy for stuff to go viral on there because there's just so much content and the algorithm seems to land each video on the exact for you page of the people who will be interested in it and i notice that if i talk about something around my phone tiktok will then show me stuff about that or if i'm searching something if i search restaurants i'll get loads more restaurant videos or if i search good christmas presents for the man in your life videos like that will come up. Or if I'm searching a specific product, like a specific perfume, videos all about that perfume will continue to come up for like the next couple of hours or days. Scary, scary stuff. And I think a lot of the content that seems to be coming up on my TikTok for you page at the minute is very aspirational content, like that girl stuff, which is what I originally wanted this episode to be about. But I'm going to do a little bit more about it coming up to New Year. But the that girl stuff, I do find it quite motivational and I can't believe that I find social media motivational but I think I only find it motivational when I'm in a good place. If I'm in a good mindset, I see these beautiful houses that people have made so beautiful and are furnished exactly how I would if I had all the money in the world and I see people with gorgeous hair and gorgeous skin and flawless makeup and gorgeous clothes and I go oh yeah I want to make my life like that I want to I want to work towards that and that's how I see it when my mindset is good whereas I think if I was in maybe like a worse place that day or a more negative mindset I might perhaps lean towards the like natural comparison route of oh they have that and I don't So I think it's so easy for the scale to tip either way for social media, especially with stuff like TikTok, because TikTok is the it social media platform at the minute. Instagram and things like that, you can see them coming out with reels and things like that, trying to get on that hype. And I mean, no one does it like TikTok. It's incredible and scary. And a lot of you guys agreed. I asked you to just send in your thoughts on TikTok. And I have one of you saying hours pass on TikTok. It's absolutely scary. Yeah, for sure. I had someone else say, um, someone else said, which ties in really well with what I said, I think, TikTok can drain hours from my day, but it also can give really helpful tips for my life as well, it's a tricky one, I completely agree on that, I think I need to delete TikTok because I will scroll for hours without realising, especially when I'm trying to go to bed, I'm the worst for that, I'll get into bed and I'll stay up for two hours scrolling on TikTok, one, that's not going to help me sleep because of the blue light and just that stimulation in my brain. It's just busy, busy content. And two, like, I could be doing so many more productive things. But at the same time, I really enjoy the content on TikTok. And it's fun. I I like the idea of, you know, making some. I've made a couple. They're not fantastic or they're not, you know, a big deal. I just did it for fun. And I did really enjoy that. It's a really accessible form of creative media. In regards to the poll that I put up, I had someone message saying a secret fourth thing, as in a fourth option. It's quite a lot of fun, but it's also probably quite bad for me and I can't quit it. And I think that's exactly my stance. It's addictive. It's fully addictive and I can't quit it. And it's a habit that takes up hours of my day. I don't even want to look at my screen time. I'm, I did put screen limits. You can do this, guys. If you have an iPhone, you can go into settings and you can set screen time limits, not just for your whole phone, but for individual apps. And it can lock the app. So say you you decided, I only want to be on TikTok for a maximum of an hour a day. You could... Oh, just hit my headphones. So if you just wanted to be on TikTok for an hour of the day, for example, you could go into your settings and set it on your screen time for TikTok, that you can only have an hour, and then the app will lock, and you can put in the settings that, with your passcode, you can unlock it again, or you can just, like, fully lock it, or you can put an option that says, like, 15 minutes more, you know, whatever, that you can click when you reach that limit, and I did that for a long time, but I noticed that I was just clicking, you know, 15 minutes more, 15 minutes more, 15 minutes more, so I just took them off, but I think I am going to put them back on, now that I've just reminded myself that they exist, because it's just a little... It can't force you off the apps necessarily, but it does kind of force you to remind yourself, like, oh, I've just spent an hour on this app. Am I going to sit and waste another hour or spend another hour? Maybe it's not a waste, but I think a lot of the time for me it is. It's like when you're watching Netflix or you've been watching the TV for ages on a streaming platform and it goes, are you still watching? Yes, I'm still watching. Stop judging me. (laughs) Yes, I'm still scrolling on TikTok three hours later. Leave me alone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is probably quite bad for me and I can't quit it. I think I'm one of those people that I don't actively think social media is necessarily bad for me in the ways that most people would assume. I don't think I sit there and massively compare myself in the way that maybe I would have when I was younger. I think it's just bad for me because it's a massive productivity zapper. I just spend time that I should be spending on other things on it. I should be cleaning my house. I should be reading a book. I have so many books to get through and I love reading and I think I really struggle to just get into the start of a book and the time that i could be spending getting into the start of a book and then falling in love with it and then wanting to read it i'm spending scrolling on TikTok. so this is my little holding myself accountable moment i'm going to spend a little bit less time on TikTok moving forward what are you guys going to do this week that improves your life and relationship with social media are you going to unfollow that person that makes you feel really negative are you going to delete twitter from your phone Are you going to sign up and start making TikToks because you love being creative? Are you going to start setting time limits on your apps? Are you going to make that professional Instagram you wanted to make for your business? Are you going to start looking up gifts to buy for friends for Christmas because you're a last minute Christmas shopper and you need recommendations and you trust TikTok's recommendations? What are you going to do? Let me know over on the Instagram. again let's get into some some more of the things that you guys responded i had someone say i deleted twitter as it's so negative and toxic best decision now i have done this too i in the pandemic actually i think i deleted twitter because i found that it's just people's opinions and because i said before i'm quite easily influenced i think by what i see online i think i'm quite guilty of My brain just reads things and like kind of absorbs it and just goes like, oh, that's fact or just not that I necessarily agree with everything I read at all, especially on Twitter. But I just sort of absorb stuff and it just kind of sits in my brain, whether it's negative or happy, not necessarily even consciously. I might just get on with my day, but have that there in the background. So I didn't ever delete my Twitter account, but I did delete it from my phone so that I couldn't just open my phone and absentmindedly click on the app and scroll. I would have to, if I wanted to look at Twitter, I'd have to go on to my search engine, type it in, log in manually and do all of that. And I've just noticed that that means I don't spend as much time randomly scrolling. And I, at some point in the last year, must have re-downloaded it again. And you know what? This exact message on the Instagram saying I deleted Twitter because it was so negative and toxic, best decision, made me go back and delete it off my phone again. So I was like, you know what, so right, it can be a really negative place, and it's lots of people just shouting opinions, and also I used to get a lot of my news from Twitter, and I don't think it's necessarily the most reliable source, I think there's other ways for me to find out what's going on in the world, other ways that, you know, might stimulate me to think a little bit more critically, you know, form my own opinions on things, rather than just reading and absorbing, so yeah, I actually agree with that one. I think if Twitter wasn't such a good way to sort of keep up with the theatrical world I probably wouldn't have it at all but I do like you know seeing what's going on in in theatre land but yeah I totally get that I had someone here say oh I need to make sure I've got them all in order because it's split up into a few someone says there's definitely more beneficial and less beneficial aspects to it for some people it can definitely be very motivating it can give a sense of community etc but I also feel that it does set some really unrealistic expectations and it scares me to think that anyone can share anything even if they have no clue that's a really good point I'm here starting a podcast and I don't know maybe I should put a little disclaimer at the start that I am not a medical professional i'm not a psychological professional i'm not a professional social media person and here i am doing a whole episode on it you can literally put anything out on the internet and tiktok's bad for this too tiktok is so bad for this because people will post things and it will just be it can go viral so quickly and people can all absorb that as fact and it could have been posted with a completely different context in mind And there are some topics that are really, you know, really important. And I think it's great that people talk about them, but I think sometimes it's better to, you know, have someone who's maybe studied it talking about it first. And it's in that same way that hate speech and things like that can just become broadcast to a massive audience and absolutely no one wants that. I think the idea of unrealistic expectations is one that is really important. I watch all these aesthetic videos that come up. I I get a lot of lifestyle and home content as I said before on on my TikTok or my Instagram and I see these gorgeous houses and I look at my flat and I go oh well you know like parts of my flat look like that but I've also got washing hanging up in the corner or I've got that floor that carpet really needs a hoover or oh I haven't changed my bed sheets in three weeks and I forget that this really curated content that I'm seeing behind the tripod that they've set up to record that, it might be a complete mess in their house, and I don't know that, but all I'm seeing is the gorgeous, perfect bit that they're choosing to post online. And you see that in other aspects of social media as well, you know, you see people posting really posed pictures, they're only showing the best sides of their body, no one wants to post unflattering content of themselves, unless maybe they're like a a body neutrality or body positive page, you're not going to see people posting pictures where they don't think they look their best I'm guilty of that I don't like posting things online where I don't think I look good unless it's like silly and fun it's important to know that as I said in the last episode things that you see online is probably a highlight reel I like the idea that it could also be a sense of community I want to do a whole episode on making friends in your 20s but I know people that have met friends online I've met friends through friends like online like messaging people and it's so wonderful and it's really nice that we do have that ability in this day and age to connect with a wider circle of people because we have these little computers in our pockets that everyone seems to have and everyone can reach each other but at the same time that's quite scary isn't it the idea that we're all connected and that you can probably find anyone online and get in touch with them oh that freaked me out that's scary but I think you're right I think it is um a two-sided coin i think there's some really beneficial aspects to social media and there's some really scary ones i had someone say here that they think social media breaks are so important and then they said i think without consciously meaning to be a lot so i don't i don't get if there was maybe another message that got lost in there um but i agree i think social media breaks are really important however long that is for you be it a day be it a couple of hours um just be conscious of your screen time and maybe taking a little break if you notice that it affects you negatively step away absolutely step away there is no need to spend time on a platform that is not bringing you joy and serving you someone else here said I feel like it's still kind of about the aesthetic and appearing like you have an exciting slash enviable life absolutely this is kind of where I think the idea that 20-somethings should have their whole life together comes from because the majority of pressure I feel from that is from other 20-somethings that I see online say I see millionaires who are influencers and they've built a house from scratch their dream house and they're like 24 or I see American influencers who are, I don't know, I said American, they could be from anywhere, (laughs) or I see influencers that are, you know, like, married with a baby. I don't know many people in my own life that are necessarily doing those things, but I see a lot of it online. I feel like probably about, like, 70% of the pressure that I feel to have my life together comes from social media, because none of the 20-somethings in my life are applying that pressure to me. Maybe they're at different stages, and, and I might wish I was more in their financial position or their career position or whatever but no one treats me in a way that would make me feel pressurized that is in my immediate circle because why would I hang out with anyone that makes me feel that way it's through social media that I would maybe feel that again not directly no one is there like messaging me going you're awful you have nothing going for you like I'm quite lucky that right now I don't have that you know I've got very positive people messaging me on on the Instagram it's really lovely um, and I hope it stays that way forever and ever. But it's kind of that subconscious comparison of the fact that all this material on Instagram is so glamorized and is that highlights real and is showing the best side of everyone's life. And it can be people that I've never even met that have no idea who I am or no idea I exist. And the idea of like a finster, you know, like a fake insta, that in a, in a way kind of brought down the expectation for social media to be so glamorous I think but at the same time it's like why are we posting that stuff on fake instagrams not in the public where everyone can see it and that's not me judging that at all at all it's it's just interesting I think when you look at it and you go we have these second accounts or separate accounts to be like real on and then our public account is all glossy and perfect and um, curated I'd never thought of that before I feel very philosophical this evening. Now, I also think that social media has been a really good thing for me in a lot of ways because it allows me to keep in touch with people that I maybe don't see that much anymore, especially in the pandemic. It was like the main way to be connected to people. We were all living completely separate lives, you know, and maybe overnight I moved home from... From um, where I studied, from my flat, my student flat, to home, thinking that I was going to be going back in a couple of weeks for rehearsals for my final third year show. And I just never went back. (laughs) I literally never went back until I went back to move my stuff out of that apartment so I didn't get to say a proper goodbye to all of my friends so if I hadn't been able to do that and talk to them through different forms of social media or just keep up with their life and see what they were posting and see what they were doing I would have felt so disconnected from all of the people that had literally been my life for years up until that point so I feel very lucky that social media did that for me I also think Social media can be really, really positive for me because it allows me to like look up certain things. I love looking up recipe videos on TikTok. I love looking up skincare recommendations, haircare recommendations. I love looking up cleaning hacks. You know, people like Mrs. Hinch, who went completely mad famous for posting cleaning hacks online. That's a really positive thing to post. That's a really positive use of social media, I feel like. And I love getting book recommendations from social media because I like hearing it from a person's mouth you know like that sounds weird <laughs> I like hearing it directly from someone maybe not someone who's like been paid to review that book I can just go online go on to TikTok type best books of 2022 and loads of random people will appear and I can click on them and in 10 seconds I can hear the book that they think I should look at and they are someone who is just a normal human being on the other side of the world that could just tell me what they like and I can be influenced by their opinion which is amazing, but also really mad, and I definitely think I'm far too easily swayed by online marketing. I'm an absolute victim for that, especially because retail therapy is such a thing, especially for me. If I'm sad, I' just spend a little money, I feel a little better, but then I feel guilty for spending. <laughs> it's a slippery slope, please tell me I'm not alone. A weekly win for this week is that I've started crocheting again because I've been sick and there's been not much else I can do. I've had no energy and I've started crocheting some hand warmers and a blanket and it's been really fun and a really nice way to spend time that isn't scrolling on social media and it's not hurting my eyes and giving me an eye twitch so love that for me. Weekly fail this week is just that my immune system seemed to walk out the door. Love that. Really great. Um, I hope you've had a great week guys thank you so much for listening